that time of the week. It's tailgate time. Got two football dorks, two computers, a lot of opinions. <laughs> My wife, she went to the grocery store. She didn't get me beer, so I'm drinking her seltzers over here. Hope you're uh, you're popping a cold one, Josh. We got a lot to cover here. Let's let's dig in. So, LSU Arkansas. I, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, it's it's just like last week. We got a lot of got a lot of inclement weather. So, um, what do you what do you see in here, Josh? Yeah. So, man, last week more one. Last week was crazy, man. I felt like you and I were grinding on Saturday morning, getting all that information and injuries and all that. That was that was nuts. You know, I think in this one, you know, there's a couple guys, I lots of guys in play for me here. So, on the Arkansas side, you got KJ Jefferson and Raheem Sanders. I think you know you talked about inclement weather. You know, KJ is one of those guys that he he can get it on the ground. And so he doesn't necessarily have to have great weather in order to have an impact on the game. And so at 6.5K, I mean, he's just, I feel like every week he's the guy that we're like, okay, this guy can hit value every week. He's reliable. So he's a good cash option. Um, and then Rocket Sanders, Raheem Sanders, um, had a slow start to the week last week, but he's also been typically pretty reliable. And at 7.1K, I think he is a guy He's not my first choice, but he's a guy I think that you can um, you can rely on this week. Um, and then on the other side, Jaden Daniels, um, man, that guy's just been going off. I think he's averaging forty five fantasy points on DraftKings over the last three weeks. Um, he's put, starting to put together some of the passing passing uh, stuff to go along with his his legs, and so. Um, and Arkansas is a pretty weak defense, and particularly when they face a running quarterback, they've really been, uh, you know, giving up some big points. And so, I think Jaden can have a good opportunity here. Then you got Josh Williams at at what four point one k this week, and he's really been the lead guy. And Arkansas is a defense that's given up thirty p- points a game to opposing running backs, and so definitely think Josh can hit value. Um, at 4.1 and then uh, for a lower level guy I think Mason Taylor at 3.5k is a guy that's hit 13 14 fantasy points the last couple weeks um Jane Daniel seems to like him around the red zone in fact uh yeah it was Mason that caught the the touchdown you know the touchdown and at the end of the game against Bama this last week so um yeah that kid's he's gonna be fun to watch for the next few years and at 3.5k I think he's a guy if you need some salary relief um to pay up for these quarterbacks this week then i think he's a guy that you can go after yeah good deal so yeah i mean Jaden daniels 779 passing yards seven touchdowns through the air another seven on the ground he's just been going off 250 point efforts over that stretch and upset alabama last week you know he didn't really have a whole lot going for him for you know a future in the nfl but yeah he's completely rehabilitated that and i think he's gonna he's gonna be drafted and Mm -hmm. you know there's a team out there that's gonna try to turn his noodle arm into uh, an nfl quarterback so uh you know but this week i i mean honestly the weather is really bad it's it's worse than it was last week Mm -hmm. you know i'm not as i wouldn't say as bad as the hawaii game the um, um, I forget who they play, but the game that's going to be played in Hawaii is going to be really bad. 20 mile an hour wins, but that's just the average is probably going to have gusts like, like the Ohio state game. So, but this game is going to be played 
33 degree temperatures. It's going to have uh, 12.1 mile per hour crosswinds. So, uh, you know, we're not going to see a whole lot of deep targeting here, but it doesn't really hurt these teams too much. And pretty much everybody you said, uh, I, I'm mainly on the quarterbacks here, but especially Jaden Daniels. And, um, but uh, KJ Jefferson definitely viable, but uh, the LSU defense is considerably better than, mm-hmm. than the, the Arkansas. Um, and then Josh Williams, you know, he's a, he's a decent guy, but you know, it's just Jaden takes on so, so much of the, of the carry share. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, Boutte, you could go after him, I guess, if you, if you just absolutely had to, but um yeah, I mean, really, that's the one guy. It's Jaden Daniels that I want from this this game. I mean, um, and by the way, if you don't have an NFL sub, then I mean, I put in uh, sixty four hours over the last four days researching and writing advanced matchups this week, and wrote up um, just, I mean, basically two articles: one about attacking a multi entry GPP. And looking at the Millie Maker, and uh, man, if you don't have a, if you don't have an NFL sub, you're missing out because uh, it, it'll it'll change your entire approach to uh, to to multi entry GPPs. Mm. But moving on, let's get to the next game we got here. And that's Missouri Tennessee. Go ahead, Josh. I'm going to go yell at my son. Turn the music down. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Missouri-Tennessee game, I think it's one of those where if you're just going off of what Missouri was last year, you're thinking this is an awful defense, and that's just not the case this year. This is a team that's really put together um, a great defense this year and really improved a lot. And so uh, one guy I think that we're coming back full circle on for me is Luther Burden, you know, at 5.2K. This is a Tennessee defense that Luther, I think, can take advantage of at 5.2K. I mean, they're ranked 105th in fantasy points given up to opposing wide receivers at 40 points a game. So that's it on the Missouri side. On the Tennessee side, um, again, like I said, they're improved. So there's not much I'm honestly going to go after. I do like Jalen Hyatt to bounce back. I mean, he's a guy that even proved against a great Georgia defense. He still put up six catches for 63 yards and – um you know, I you know this Missouri defense is not nearly what Georgia is, and so I do think um, Hyatt can have some success here. And all he needs is one catch for sixty yards and a touchdown, and that that you know that really breaks the bank for that kid. So I really I like Jalen Hyatt a lot. Hendon Hooker, he's okay. There's other guys that we'll talk about later that I like that I like better. Um, but you know, Hendon Hooker is never a bad option at eight point three k. Yeah, Hinden Hooker, and uh, yeah, I, I trust everything you said. Let's move on. So Oklahoma, West Virginia. Sam James is, is actually doing something lately, but yeah, I'm not buying that. What you got here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia is really bad <laughs> defensively, um, both according to the metrics and the eyes. <laughs> so – uh, and they've done nothing to confirm otherwise. And so I do think two players on the Oklahoma side that are in play for me um, primarily are Dylan Gabriel at 8K. He's a guy that I like in this one. Um, I think he can absolutely take advantage of this defense. And then Marvin Mims um, at 7.2. I think he's a guy in GPPs you can go after. You know, he's a guy that we've talked about this every every week, but 
He's a guy that in cash I don't necessarily trust because he, he can have some big weeks and he can bomb as well. So, but I do like Marvin Mims in this matchup. And then um, read some stuff on you know West Virginia and their wide receivers and their ability uh, to have much higher success rate against zone coverage than um, than man coverage. You know they really struggle against man, but in zone they're actually pretty good and. Oklahoma actually has one of the highest zone coverage rates of any team, um, according to West Virginia 247 beat writer. <laughs> so I didn't look that up myself, but yeah, I'd be um, careful with that because I was, uh, I, uh, I, I looked into about every avenue you can take into trying to play the matchups and it just wasn't viable like it is in the NFL. It, it's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's too much inconsistency. The only thing you can really attack is man coverage any type of zone is they, they, they use so many different, um, you know, uh, just, just fancy t- like, a uh, in the NFL, you get, you get very basic, but masked with the safeties in mm-hmm. college. It's either due to the players being out of place or, uh, the coordinator trying to throw in some, you know, really exotic look, and uh, you can't even get a good read on what coverage it is. Mm. Uh, there's just so much variability. And you mean I as far as even like documenting it? it? Yeah. Well, no. And then and then trying to attack it in, in DFS and stuff. There was, yeah. there was like no consistency at all. And the more I used it, the worse I did. So yeah. I, I just threw it all out. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, one guy and the only guy on the West Virginia side that I'm even considering here is Caden Prater at 5.4 um, just because I think he can have this is just a little bit cheaper than Bryce Ford Wheaton and they're basically the same they can't get separation which is why they struggle in man man to man coverage um, so but yeah Caden Prater is the only one but honestly I don't have him in any of my my lineups yeah. uh, this week so um, but yeah only guy to consider on that side yeah, I mean Justin Johnson, if he's the one that that's going to get all the carries, maybe because yeah. uh, you know he's he's not looked great, but it just seems like when he's gotten additional looks, it's been against the good defenses. So I, I, I am I am looking forward to seeing him in this one. Um, yeah. I'm I'm surprised you didn't mention Javante Barnes because you know West Virginia is not all that, but right. uh, you know outside of the two running backs though. Uh, you know, I it, it's you just have to invest so much for Mims and and Gabriel. So I, I don't have anything on this one either. So we can yep. move on. Um, so we got uh, Virginia Tech Duke, you know, and I I don't know why this game is on his slate, to be perfectly honest. What do you got here? Yeah, honestly, I got nothing. And part of it is because they've just priced certain guys so high yep. that and, you know, I, I don't know. I mean. DraftKings seems to be funneling things down to a few players that you can select. So you asked why I didn't pick Javante Barnes. We'll talk about a few running backs that are just like, like there's three in the sub four or five category, Josh Williams included, mm-hmm. but there's a couple others that are just like, Oh, and I kinda, know one of them is. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's nothing on this one. I'm going to take, I guess that's my point is that, yeah, this is just not priced well. And, Virginia Tech is just so bad. You can't even predict what they're going to do. Well, you know, and the, what what's frustrating is that, you know, they gave up all those those rushing yards to Abonaconda and then and then they they turn around the next game. I think it was wasn't it Miami and then they played like good run defense. Right. And then 
They like they play good defense like every other game, every third game, just enough to make you like, man, I don't even want to target anybody against them. That's exactly and, right. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 frustrating. Riley Leonard, I mean, he's he's definitely uh, the the one player that you know we could go after here, but he's seven point nine k. We can have Hinton Hooker for a couple mm-hmm. hundred more, you know, something. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, of course, the Jaden Daniels as well, but, and, you know, somebody else. All right. Yeah. Let's look at um, Purdue, Illinois. I, I don't have anybody. So you go ahead. I don't either. No. Okay. Moving we, on. We can skip. And, and by the way, <laughs> the weather, Purdue, Illinois, we saw Purdue's offense completely shut down by bad weather last week. And it's going to be another bad one. They're going to have, let's see, 35 degree temperature. It's going to be 12 mile an hour crosswinds. No, thank you. Just to explain why we're just moving right past them. Okay. We got Indiana, Ohio state. It's going to be a very cold one. It's going to snow. It's going to have, let's see, 80% chance of snow. It's going to snow. I'll just say that, Uh, but no wind. That's the good thing. It's just, how is the snow gonna is it gonna be is it gonna be like a whiteout is what I'm thinking you know what I mean like right it's gonna come down that much um I, I, I'll just say that I'm definitely taking the under here I, I'm mm. no way no way am I going over after what we saw uh in the northwestern game which was a disaster from the Ohio State offense they they just look stupid out there trying to do their normal offense in the, in that win so <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying, I just hope that the playoffs aren't, you know, in wintry conditions is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? But go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you, I got nothing on the Indiana side, but do you, Trevion Henderson, everything I'm hearing is not good, right? You, you're asking me? I'm the guy that lost like $400 on Mayan Williams in lineups that I couldn't change several weeks ago. And then he, you know, I featured Trevion Williams or Trevion Henderson last week. And of course he sat and yeah, that, that whole thing's, thing's a mess. And oh man. Okay. I don't want to talk about Trevion negatively, so I won't, but Mayon Williams, I think at 7.3 K, he's definitely viable here. I think he he can, and especially if it's snowing and could give him another big workload. They didn't, you know, they have a capable other running back in Delon Hayden and they decided not to even give him any carries. So he looked like a uh, tread in the first half, and then he came out in the second half and actually ran the ball well. So um, I know that was so annoying. But here's the thing there's no win though. So um, you know, I, I, I do think the wide receivers are in play. Yeah, I'm not going out, I'm not gonna pay uh no, was it nine nine point five for CJ Stroud? And it looks right. like the field is they're gonna they're not gonna do it either. He's gonna be at like ten percent. By the way, uh, Jaden Daniels is at 25%. He'll be the second highest, followed by Hendon Hooker. Just going to go over the guys that we've covered. He'll be at 18% as the QB3. KJ Jefferson, 16%. And then we'll get to the other guys, and, I, and I'll, I'll I'll give those out as we go. And then um, we did already talk about um, uh, Rocket, and he will be at 11%. So he'll be the, uh, the RB7. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, as far as Ohio State, though, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – Stroud's going to be lucky to push 10% when everyone sees the weather report. Yeah. And then um, for running back, though, it looks like Henderson is actually 
he's projected for the highest, but he's only 5%. Mine Williams is going looking like he's going to be unowned, but I'm assuming that's, that's just if Henderson doesn't play. Yeah. Um, we're not touching Dallin Hayden this week, by the way. And then uh, <laughs> Marvin Harrison will be at 16% wide receiver three. Egbuka will, will be right behind him wide receiver four. Yeah. You're not going to find an Indiana player on the list either. So yeah. Yeah. That's it there. Do you have anything yep. else on Ohio state? Nope. I, well, I will say this. They priced Harrison and Agbuka more where they should be. So yeah, they did. They made, did. made it a more difficult choice. Yeah. Yeah. I still think if, you know, all things being equal and, and the weather working with, with the Buckeyes, it's going to be, you know, Harrison, that's going to yeah. um, be the target hog, but you know, the, the breakaway and then, you know, also Fleming, you know, it's been, uh, two games since he's really gotten any looks. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a few looks, but you know, 5k there's, there's some cheap receivers on this slate. Um, but okay, let's move on. Let's get to uh, Notre Dame Navy. Yeah. <sighs> Notre Dame's playing really good though. I, I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They just beat Clemson, but man, they're just beating up on my Navy guys here. It's like, let's hide these matchups. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So what do you have there? Any, I mean, do you have any weather stuff on this game? I didn't see anything. Yeah, let me see. It, there's only three games that are completely clean. I think this is one of them. Yeah. This looks sunny. Not, 1% precipitation, seven, 7.2 mile per, per hour winds. It's not even worth um, t- uh, passing along a direction. Just Yeah. So I do. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I don't like that they put Michael Mayer so high. Yeah. Um, 6.8 K, but I do think he's a guy that can hit value. I mean, this is a really bad Navy pass defense. And so, and you know, I don't know how long they have to pass the ball. I um, mean, but it's also a really good Navy run defense. And I don't know if they'll be able to stop, you know, Audric, but, um, but I think they'll have so much success through the air that they won't have to run the ball initially. And so I think Drew Pine at 6 K, he could be in play here. Um, but those, you know, these aren't these aren't guys I'm targeting a ton. But those are two that are viable in this matchup. Everybody else, I'm just not not touching. Um, Audric would be in consideration for yeah. sure. But no, I think the backfield is where it's at. So well, you can yeah. get you can get uh, shoot with not not Aldrich, Who's the uh, uh, no Logan Diggs? Logan Diggs. He's only four point five, so he's almost a thousand dollars less, and he's getting. They're basically splitting basically the entire offense between the two players and then throwing targets to Michael Mayer, which really sucks because, you know, you know, I liked, uh, I liked my guy. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm drawing blanks. I've had too many seltzers, but uh, <laughs> a wide receiver that they, that I thought was going to be good. Lorenzo Styles. Yeah. Lorenzo Styles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His father played at Ohio state. I thought he was going to be good, man. And I still think he would have, if Buchner was the quarterback because yeah. they had a good connection in, in camp. Ah, uh, Drew Pine. You know what? And 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 I want to get this across. So, quarterbacks. I my entire approach to targeting quarterbacks has changed. Mm. I am done with floor quarterbacks. I'm done mm. with them. There's no position. And I, this is the only one. This is the only tip that I'm going to give you from the the article I just put out. If you want to read it, you're going to have to get the NFL package because we're trying to run a business here. This is the tip I'll give you. You if you you don't even want a floor quarterback in your cash lineup. There's no position in your entire lineup that obviously scores a lot of points, right? 
No, it's not just that. The, 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 you don't want even want upside guys. You want to find if you're going to attack a GPP like and not win f- double your entry fee, you've got to find the QB1, QB2 and a super flex, you know, you can get down to like maybe the QB3 or 4. But you got to have those guys if you want to compete. So Drew Pine, he may score 18 points here. But he doesn't do anything with his legs. And he's not even that exciting with his arm. And they're not going to get that much of a, of a fight from Navy, especially the way this defense is playing. I, I did list Drew Pine in, in my write-up. I'm not, I'm not knocking you at all, Josh. I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. As far as me personally, I'm done with floor quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, so if they don't have rushing upside or if they're not, you know, like another guy we're going to talk about later that's just crazy with his arm. Yeah. Then forget it. Don't even t- And that's what's so hard about this slate is yeah we've got a lot of sexy names but a lot of them are going to be capped because of the weather we got to be real careful this week real careful because if we don't hit on the right quarterbacks we're, we're we're going below the cash line and we're not doing anything in gpps yeah yeah um yeah i totally i like that a lot and this week it's hard it's hard to even go down i mean really yeah i guess we'll talk about a couple of the guys but it's harder to yeah, go down that lower. Say, there's one that does have, yeah, we'll get there. And actually, here we are, SMU, USF. This is like this is like 70 for, 75% of our discussion. The show is going to be centered around this matchup, okay? Yeah. So go <laughs> ahead, Josh, kick it off. How about you take SMU, I'll talk about USF. How yeah, about that's that? great. That's great. Um, I don't want to get in hot water for saying anything negative about USF. Um, yeah, so, SMU, <laughs> nah, so, I mean, Tanner Mordecai, this, so one, I looked at the weather for this game and it's looking good. So no, it's fine. It's fine. This is the one, one. Three good ones. Yeah. And at 8.1 K, you know, Tanner Mordecai just has so much upside in this matchup. I mean, uh, I'm sure everybody knows he, he hit 10 touchdowns yeah. last week. He, he's been playing hurt. So that's where a lot of the, you know, his struggles had been the last few weeks. He got a week off from concussion protocol, came back, and he just smashed it against Houston. And this I mean, USF – Who would the quarterback be if he got hurt? There was nobody, right? Yeah, it's Kevin Jennings. He's a true freshman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's – yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's nobody. there. Yeah, so – but USF is just unbelievably bad at defense. So – it's like whatever you want to do, like they're bottom 125 in every category, rushing or yeah. passing. So they just wrote it all up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything's open, but they also their defense isn't good. So Mordecai, right? He had 10 touchdowns and they gave up, you know, I think whatever, what I can't remember what Clayton tweeted out last week, but I think it was upwards of 60 fantasy points. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, it was, it, the final score was 77 to 63. Yeah. I mean, so that, that the, right there just spells it out for everybody. Yeah. So Tanner Mordecai is absolutely in play. He had 54 yards rushing last week and a touchdown. He had 379 yards passing and nine touchdowns. Like, like this guy's awesome. And Rhett Lashley's familiar with this USF team. So he'll absolutely drop a good game plan. So Tanner Mordecai, he's my – personally, he's my QB1 on this slate. Um, I just – I think it's so much upside and I think USF will be able to score some points enough to keep him in the game and then pair him up with Rasheed Rice at 8.4 K. I mean, he's a guy that's absolutely viable in this matchup. He's by far the dominant 
wide receiver one on this team and everybody else keeps getting hurt behind him. Um, and then the other guy at wide receiver, he's a tight end technically, but RJ Maryland. So Ben Redding's out for the year. He had a decent game last game, but RJ Maryland had four catches, 52 yards and two touchdowns. And Tanner Mordecai likes him. I've watched quite a bit of SMU. So he likes to target him. Um, and that's another guy at 3.5 K that I think that, you, that we should consider in our lineups. If we want to boost up our quarterbacks, or, um, you know, pay up for a guy like Blake Corum. Um, and then Tyler Levine at um, <laughs> 3.4K. I mean, he is he is from uh, where I live currently. So I know a little bit about him and where he went to high school. Kid is not like a baller, but he is oh, 230 he's an athlete, man. Look up his, he is. his testing. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, but he he's a bowling ball. I mean, he looks like a bowling ball and he runs like a bowling ball. And everybody else is hurt except Kamar Wheaton. And Kamar Wheaton, I love him, cannot stay healthy for more than one carry a game. So, like, this is Tyler Levine's backfield. And at 3.4K, it's just, even if Kamar Wheaton went off, this is a guy in Tyler Levine that is going to get the goal line carries. And there's going to be a lot of them in this game. And so I think Levine definitely has a chance to hit 20-plus fantasy points in this matchup. And he's only 3.4K. So I'll stop there and let you talk. He's going 25. And he's only 3.4. I mean, come on. Was it was it Edward Sadie two weeks ago against USF that hit 250 yards? 50. He he scored 50 fantasy points last week against USF. USF is giving up over 500 yards to opposing offenses. Yeah. I mean, they are you could not find three more defenses that are worse than USF. Yeah. You could not do it. It's impossible. That's how bad they are. Yeah. And But you know what? You mentioned, oh, you know, they could stick around here. Oh, they're going to stick around because SMU is that bad on defense themselves. Okay, let's move past week week one when North Texas, they're good now. North yeah. Texas is yeah. good. But th- they weren't good early in the year. And then they played Lamar. After that, They've given up at least 29 points to every team they've played. Um, and it, that's plenty for USF because, uh, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm going, I'm paying up for both of my quarterbacks. Um, I want Mordecai and I want Jaden Daniels. And that's in yep. all of my lineups, all of them, right? Like I'm not going cheap at quarterback, but Katrina Marsh is only 5K if you're, if you're, if you really want to throw a 5K quarterback into your super flex, he'll give you 15, maybe 17, maybe 19. Yeah. You know, he sucks. He's not he's not ready for the he he was this wasn't the plan from the Bulls. It was it was due to injury. Um yeah, I shouldn't say he sucks. He's very green. And yeah. so, you know, don't expect don't expect him to come out and, you know, score 50 points for you or anything. But I will say your boy Xavier Weaver, man, he's looking good. Yeah. Especially in this matchup. I'm really liking him here at 5.9. Um, so yep. here's the deal. Uh, no, I'm not going to give that away. Sorry. I'm not giving any more uh, from what I, what I uncovered, but uh, yeah, Xavier Weaver is about as good of a wide receiver too, as you'll find on this slate going up against uh, terrible, SMU pass defense. They're okay against the run. They're decent. You know, they're not they're not complete trash, but 
man, against the pass, they're just terrible. And they're going to just, they're going to shred uh, or, or SMU is going to shred USF. So they're just going to have to keep throwing yeah. and throwing and throwing and throwing. So I like him. Um, Brian Batie, I would like him, but he's priced a little higher than I would. How are you going to price Brian exactly. 5.3 and, and Tyler Levine at, at 3.4? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I okay. think Batiz good though. I like him a lot. Uh, so it's not that I. I mean, honestly, he's he's right there with with um, uh, with Xavier Weaver is probably their best two offensive players. So yeah. he's definitely not out of the out of the the running here. Um, it's just you know when you want to pay up at quarterback, you've got to make some uh, you know some some. Uh, price cuts here and there and uh uh you know tyler levon is only 3.4 you know we'll get to uh, another running back i know you're just dying to talk about uh that's price just ridiculously <laughs> low so um but yeah i love rj maryland he's only 3.5 i love that mm-hmm. uh, his dad was heck of a football player yeah i i know a lot of a lot of you millennials and and Gen Z's didn't get to see him, but man, Russell Maryland used to used to ball out for Seattle. Um, but um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. And uh, yeah, don't forget. I mean, that game's probably going to score 75, 80 points. Yep. It's going to be ridiculous. Over under seventy two point five, and I it's think that's going pretty over. Accurate. Yeah, it's like normally when I see that over under, I'm like, ooh, I don't want to touch that. No, this one, I don't know. There's like no defense played whatsoever. I mean, it's going to be back and forth the whole game. Yeah. In South Florida, they're weird, man. They like, even when they play good defenses, they score points. Yeah. But then they, but then they can't beat anybody, you know, I I don't get it. All right. So we um, let's jump ahead and we're, I'm sure we're going to have a, an angry Alabama team here playing Ole Miss, but you know what? It's, it's, it's the over emotional uh, uh, that w- when you bring that into a game, that it, I kind of find that you actually see players um, gas out a little earlier, and and not do as well. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not that excited about Alabama here. There's a couple of guys I like, but I'm worried they're gonna they're gonna gas out. They're gonna get a, they're gonna get build a lead. It's not gonna be like a normal Alabama lead. And then they're going to kind of gas out, and the second half is going to be probably going to be a little flat. They're going to take this game, but don't be surprised if um, if they don't go completely off here. What do you have on yeah. this one? Well, their wide receivers are just so bad. I mean, it's Bryce Young can't. <laughs> this guy's scrambling back there for six seconds every time he gets in, just throwing it away, and that that's just a shame. So honestly, I'm not touching anything on the Bama side. Uh, I got nothing, um, just because I just. The guys I would consider, like a Bryce Young or Jameer Gibbs, are just priced too high mm-hmm. for me this week. On the other side, um, you know, Quinshawn Jenkins has just been unbelievable. And so I think every week he's in consideration. He's not one of my top guys, but he is a guy that I think if you're doing multi-GPPs, he's a guy that you can throw in there as a lower-owned guy. Uh, I mean, I think he's going to have success because he just seems to have success against anyone. But that's the only guy I'm thinking about touching in this one. You're not going to have any competition for for Bryce Young. Nobody's really going to own him here. He's too. He's priced too high. 
Um, you know, if we're going to pay that, we're going to go, we're going to go with CJ Stroud, who's obviously the better receivers. Um, and then, it, but I, I do want to say that uh, Mordecai, he'll be the the highest own quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Marsh will be the QB five right behind KJ. And then at running back, Tyler Levine is going to be the number one running back at about <laughs> two thirds of the lineups. Wow. So it's not, it's not even an option. Honestly, I, he's going to produce so many points over his floor that I really don't even think you can get away with sitting him in GPPs. Um, you look at the winning lineups and that's what they do too. <laughs> they play the guys that are just outrageously priced and Levine is going to, uh, he's going 20 plus. It's not even, it's not even up for debate. Now, Jameer Gibbs is going to be the RB two at 35%. I'm not paying it. I don't care. Uh, 8.7 and Ole Miss isn't that, isn't that bad, but you know, right. he's going to do well. Right. Judd, Judkins is going to be pretty low though. He's going to be down at 4%. And I like him more than I like Gibbs. Um, it's just that, you know, I, I, there's somebody I like better. Um, and then Weaver is going to be a, the wide receiver five. Rashi Rice is the wide receiver one. And uh, it's not even close. It'll be in like half the lineups. And then RJ Maryland will be the, the ninth receiver followed by Jordan Curley and Dylan Goffney. So I guess people are expecting uh, nine touchdowns again, but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was like six or seven. Uh, so that that's pretty much it there. And the only guy that I would um, – only guys that I would uh, toss out there, Ja'Cory Brooks is not that bad. He's actually he's actually a pretty physical receiver. I like him. Uh, he's young t- uh, still too. I think he's going to be uh, – he's going to get better. He, he kind of reminds me of Devonta Smith. Um, early in his career, we just, you know, we need to see him, uh, you know, on that same type of trajectory before we can comp him to, to Devonta. But, um, and then uh, the one guy that I do like, and he's deep, but I think could, could just shock everybody and go for a hundred um, is tight end. Uh, where's he at? Uh, Cameron, Cameron, uh, uh, Cameron Latu. Yeah. He's going to be, unowned and he's only 4k wow um, you know there's other guys in that price range though so just uh just an idea somebody that yeah. um, that is one of uh bryce young's uh, safety valves super athletic definitely going to be drafted no question okay so let's move on to the game that i know you're just dying to talk about and that's <laughs> um iowa state oklahoma state go ahead yeah i mean you know took a little longer than expected for Cartavis Norton to take over the backfield, but uh, you know, Jairil Brock sucks. He does. And, you know, unfortunately for him, right. He gets carted off the field last week and could have come back in the game. I've read some good reports for him that he's going to play this week, but he's going to be limited. Like this beat writer has been like dead on, on Iowa state all year. And so, um, so this is going to be Cartavius Norton's backfield and I don't expect him to look back. Um, and so at three point, what is that? 3.9 K. Um, yeah. And he had 19, no 24 fantasy points last week. And, um, this Oklahoma state defense cannot stop anyone. Terrible. Um, Terrible. yeah. Given up, you know, what is it? It's like, 36 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. So 
and Cartavius Norton, there's really no like Eli Sanders, D, D, like there's nobody else that's going to get carries really next to Norton. So he dominated the, the snap share last week when Brock went out. And um, so this could be a really big game for Cartavius Norton. Um, and then the other guy you can consider is Xavier Hutchinson. If you, uh, you know, if you feel like you're stacking too much SMU, which I don't know if you can, but you know, if you don't, I don't want think to you do can. that. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. Because the, the, the thing about this game is the weather. There is a little bit of weather. There is going to be 43 degrees, which will drop throughout the game. And it's, there's going to be 11 mile per hour crosswind. So when you factor that in, I mean, really, there are only three games with clean weather, and one of them is SMU-USF. I don't think it's possible. I mean, obviously, the ground games are, are a different animal altogether, but passing game-wise, um, it there's there's a lot of viability in overstacking the SMU-USF. And no, it's not a trap game, because I know it's going to be brought up tomorrow. <laughs> I know it is. So Cartavius is going to be the RB5, and Xavier Hutchinson is going to be the wide receiver too. No way. I'm not paying up for Hutchinson. I want Rashi Rice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got a lot of a lot of these uh, lower lower price guys that that are definitely going to give us good numbers so that we can go high for our uh our other position, you know, our, Which our is so nice. One. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, that that's all I have there. I'm not touching anybody on Oklahoma State. They're they're still saying the questionable thing about Spencer Sanders. Look, he's his his shoulders tore up. Even if he plays, what is he gonna do? You know, right? Um, right. It's it's not good. It's not looking good for 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 their final year. And they had they they had such uh, you know, look like they had they had you know. Uh, the opportunity to really do well this year, but mm, no. Yeah. All right. So we got Louisville and Clemson. So, and for the weather on this one, let's see here. We're going to have uh 12 mile an hour winds, but they're downfield. So only half of the game is going <laughs> to work against them. The other half is going to work, I guess, for them. I, I, it's, it's really tough to say because, a lot of these wins, like, so the field's going this way. A lot of these wins are kind of angled, you know, and I, I wouldn't call it crosswind, but I mean, it's close enough to being downfield. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't live in, in, in North Carolina, yeah. South Carolina. So, I mean, who knows? What do you got here on this one? Yeah. I mean, honestly, we just spent so much time touting two or three sub four or five K running backs. That's going to be hard to go after a guy like Will Shipley, but yeah. he's really the only thing I would consider here. I mean, maybe DJU, if you still think he can spark something against Louisville, been but benched in two straight games now. Yeah. You know, Ooh. you know, I don't know. The only guy that I like me. here is yeah, I, I'm not touching Shipley because Louisville's defense is legit. They're good. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're really good. Only guy that makes any sense to me is Antonio Williams. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Adam Randall. He's only 3.1K. And then Davis Allen. That, I forgot about him. He's been like the target guy for DJU lately. Yeah. I don't know what – he's trash. I don't like him, but he's only 3.7. I'm not touching anybody, to be honest. I'm just throwing out the names that that are at least somewhat – yeah, I mean, if you want to, uh, no knock on Clemson. They've had a good year, and yeah. they've 
Um, they deserve a lot of credit for the season that they've had. And who knows, maybe they'll slip in if there's some upset losses, you know, but right now it just, it's not looking good for them because their quarterback is, you know, cause the, the committee, they don't just look at your wins and losses. You know, this committee is right. legit. They're good. They're yeah. good at what they do. And they look at your quarterback situation. They won't let you in if you're benching your quarterback. Yeah. And then you're, then you bench him and then you're, True freshman comes in and throws the interception on the first play. You know, I mean, they don't want that in their in their national uh, spotlight, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. So here's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the lead yeah. with this one. So we got Nebraska, Michigan. Yes, we have the Nebraska Cornhuskers, and um, they can try to come out hot all they want. Their quarterback situation is bad, but that you know their overall situation. I will say Anthony Grant is is a is going to play in the NFL. This kid's good. Yeah. He's good. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Grant comes out and runs for 100 yards. I know that sounds crazy against Michigan, but that's how good he is. Yeah. But he's not going to score a bunch of touchdowns. It's not happening. Um this game is all on the Michigan side. Uh I'm so in CFF, I've already dropped Trey Palmer. I'm not there's no reason to, if if you're playing in a in a redraft. There's no no reason to even have them on your roster the rest of the way. They've got a crazy ridiculous schedule, and it's and it's it's just like last week when they played Minnesota. Now they play Michigan, but on the Michigan side, I'm not touching JJ mm-hmm. McCarthy. So Michigan in in Ann Arbor is going to have it's the other game that's going to be played in the snow. It's going to be um, oh shoot, I didn't record a temperature. I know it's going to be like in the thirties, um, but uh, it's going to snow and you're going to have a 10 mile an hour crosswind. I'm, it's like, I'm done with these crosswinds. These crosswinds, yeah. are, they completely throw like CJ Stroud was throwing the ball just 10 yards and it was like two yards away from his receiver. Yeah. I know those were crazier, crazy stronger winds, but they were still, it was, a, it was a crosswind. Um, yeah, JJ McCarthy not in play for me. Um, but Blake Corum is where it's at. He's uh, I'm pay- he's my RB one, and uh, he's going for thirty five, and that's what we need at the position in GPPs. Um, this this Nebraska defense is garbage, and they haven't even played a team like Michigan yet. Like, look at their schedule. I mean, yeah, they played uh, they played Illinois, you know, and of course Chase Brown went off, but uh, uh, yeah, this is. I think Chase Brown had three touchdowns and Blake Corum since week since um, after week three, he's gotten four, at least 48% of the carry share. Um, but I also like Donovan Edwards. He's priced really nice. I think both yeah. of them go crazy like they did in the, the Penn state game. So if you're playing showdown captain, you definitely want them both. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah, Blake Corum's my number one running back here. I like him better than Gibbs um, Chase Brown. I'm not touching uh, Purdue's run defense is, is good, and uh, he'll be the third highest owned, which is ridiculous that Gibbs is up there considering that Corum's playing Nebraska. But, um, yeah, it, for me, it, it, this entire matchup comes down to Corum and, and Edwards. You got anything else? I mean, I just want to say Nebraska is like the USF version of the P5 in the sense of the running game. It's like just whoever they're playing – just put the running back in there and, and let him score some yeah. fantasy points, mm-hmm. you know. And then you yeah. have Blake Quorum, who's like one of the top running backs in the entire nation. 
You know, if they didn't have Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards, I think we would see more of J.J. McCarthy's rushing ability. Yeah. Like, they, they can't they, – they don't have K. McNamara, so they can't really use the, – they, if their quarterback gets hurt, then their season's in the tank, right? right. They don't right. have a number two. So, um, which McNamara is probably transferring, by the way. Um, so, if you're in a Debbie, definitely hold on to him because he's he's going to get drafted. But anyway, yeah, this is this entire offense revolves around its defense and its ground game, and it's one of the top teams in the country, top four. So, yeah. uh, number four now, right? So, yeah. um, uh, I I don't see how you can fade if you don't go if you don't have Corum in a lineup, you need to have Edwards. So yeah. it's one or the other, or I'd be fine with with stacking both. To be perfectly honest, because that it's going to be very bad conditions and um, a lot of um, a lot of uh, handoffs, and we're not going to see McCarthy do much of anything. All right, Maryland, Penn State, another very bad game. I didn't record a temperature. It's going to be cold, and ninety-one percent is except it's going to be raining, so it's going to be cold and raining. You know, this kind of seems like the game where Sean Clifford gets real dirty. <laughs> and like he he surprises everybody and scores 30 points. I'm not going to bet on it, but it just kind of seems like one of those games, you know, because it's he's getting close to senior day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost, he's going out and NFL teams. I mean, he may land on a practice squad. I don't know. Maybe I'm trashing trashing him here. I just don't see it. Um, you know, it's just too many mistakes. He makes a good throw here and there, but then too many mistakes in between. Um, but yeah, this one's going to have rain, 10 mile an hour uh, downfield winds. So who knows how that's going to play out? But no, no other, no other game on this slate has a higher um, chance of partic- uh, precipitation. It's at 100. percent Wow. So what do you have here? Yeah. Yeah, one player, and that's Katron Allen. I mean, I think yep. he's a guy that you know. Again, I compared him to Maurice Claret the other day, a, lot, a couple shows ago, and I, I still yeah. like that comparison. He's, Great feet for his size, and um, he's definitely the more consistent running back and proven he can catch balls out of the backfield, too. University of Maryland last week gave up. Uh, you know, they had two 100-yard rushers, again, you know, versus Wisconsin, so Gorendo, Isaac, and then Brandon Allen both had 100 yards. So Katron and Singleton could both hit 100, but I'm, I think definitely Katron Allen does yeah. um, in this matchup. So and he, he he can catch balls too, so it doesn't have to do it on the ground. But oh no, he'll do both. And you know he's the bigger back. He's the one that that and and it's gonna be really bad footing conditions. And that's that that just plays into Katron completely. Like um, I, you know, I'm not saying that 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 um, Singleton Nicholas Singleton's not gonna be the RB one there. Um, I don't think that he needs to be though. Between those two, I think they're gonna be in good hands. But um, yeah, I, I just see Singleton as more of the the breakaway kind of guy, yeah. kind of guy, and it's not going to be the conditions for that kind of thing. So they're going to need they're going to need their their power back in this one, and they're probably going to ride Catron pretty hard in this one. Um, he's going to be the the tenth highest stone, which I think is ridiculous at nine percent. Um, the only problem is is it's like you can't really go after all these high price guys and then and then still afford Catron, but yeah when i'm filling when i'm filling out my my gpps um he's he's a name that i'm i'm clicking a lot so um and then donovan edwards is the rb8 and like i said uh blake corum is the rb3 
And if you want to, if you want to take a shot on Singleton, he's only going to be at like 3% as the RB 24. Um, and then another guy that I like here. And um, if you want some leverage, because I, I don't think Maryland's going to get blown out. And that this, this kid's been really good is Roman Hamby on Maryland. Um, but yeah. outside of the running backs, I wouldn't touch anybody here. Um, I, I just, I don't think the weather is going to be, um, it's, it's not going to cooperate at all. So yeah, it's really between those three running backs and um, Hamby's price a little high at 6.4, but he's, he's going to have like zero ownership. I don't think people even know who he is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. So we got one more game here. We're, uh, we're making good time. So we've been on a streak and uh, UCF Tulane, nobody knows what's going on with Plumley. I assume he's playing. It's just a concussion. But the strongest wins on the entire slate. So we're looking at like 16, 17 plus, and it's going to be another crosswind. <laughs> so, uh, man, it's there's no rain. And I, I don't know about the temperature. I'd say I'd assume it's going to be nice temperatures down down south. Um but uh man yeah you you could probably speak to the temperature um i didn't even record one but yeah those winds are going to be very strong and uh yeah it, we probably won't find out about plumley till the game is started or something crazy what do you got here yeah honestly i got nothing because i think these defenses are both very good even if plumley plays he struggles against good you know he's matchup based in a lot of ways yeah. and so um and then Mikey Keene, if he plays, he's just too high for his skill set. I mean, he's not going to be able to hit value. So, yeah. But this two-lane defense is no joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Michael Pratt, I mean, he's a, you know, guy. Yeah, you could he's consider it. Okay. Yes. He's really disappointed. But he's I think he, he's a classic example of what you're talking about, right? Of the guys you don't want to consider yeah. at – that lower floor because he doesn't have a high ceiling. This isn't a guy hitting 45. He's not Anthony Richardson, um, which I think is probably one of those cases where you'd say, okay, well, that's he a went kid. For 37 against USF. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. So anyways, not really he touching does much run here. The ball, it's usually like one, one yard, 1.5 yards. He's like, he's the kind of quarterback that just dial uh, dives over the, the, the goal line. He's not the kind that runs for 150 yards, you know? Right. So, yeah, very low upside. The only guy I would touch here on – I well, uh, I, there's one guy on both sides. So, at uh, for Tulane, Tajay Spears, I think the UCF defense yeah. is good, though. But, you know, he's, he's pretty dynamic. He can do it on both – um, air and ground. And then for UCF, and, and it's the same deal at wide receiver as Ryan O'Keefe. Um, RJ definitely Isaiah Bowser out out like yeah. his career is going downhill as he's as he's about to graduate. RJ Harvey is the is the guy there now. Um, but again, he's five point four k, and this two lane defense is good. So for me, it's Ryan O'Keefe. Um, usually, you know, when when defenses are are worried about stopping the run, um, O'Keefe kind of surprises everybody with his athleticism. Yeah. And like going back to the Cincinnati game, um, he ran for uh, 69 or I'm sorry, 51 yards, also caught seven passes for 69. Um, not I would say Tulane's a better defense in Cincinnati this year, but somewhat similar, you know, definitely yeah. the, the, the two best defenses in the 
um, in the AAC. But um, yeah, I think O'Keefe is somebody that he and he plus he's got really high upside. He's the kind of guy that could go for multiple touchdowns if uh, if they don't keep him locked down. But I mean, I I'm not going crazy because he's he's not cheap either. So right. Um, yeah, six point six k, and that's all we got, guys. I mean, that's fourteen guys and ladies and gents. That's that's fourteen matchups, and I mean, it's going to be bad weather, but it's going to be fun. And as long as we go into it with the with with the knowledge that we're not going to have beautiful weather, right? It's just going to be a lot of fun. Plus, we get to see some snow games. It's, it's I'm looking forward to it, and uh, definitely going to be investing into this slate. Cause I think that uh, there's going to be some overplays here of people not knowing what the weather is going to be and how it's going to impact, um, man. I, I got, I just got to say the people that go into DFS and, and just throw lineups in and just, you know, throw money into it. Wow. I feel sorry for them. I really do. Cause you're not, it's not much of a skill thing to do. And you're going up against people that just like look at every angle they possibly can. Yeah. You got to know your stuff if you're going to bet your money. And so uh, we do appreciate the the donations. But uh, Josh, you got anything <laughs> else for us here? I mean, we're, nah, we're man. done early. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited for the yeah. weekend. Excited for this slate. And uh, man, it's going to be fun. It's playoff time in CFF too. So getting yeah, out of the grind. Definitely. And uh, yeah, so I, I still have to finish last couple lines of this article, and then uh, I'll have uh, I'll have my college article out, and I've, I've um, you know broken down all the the ATS and especially my uh, my over unders. Make sure you check those out. I put a lot of time into those, so make sure you uh, you look you take a look at those and because um, uh, I've actually been pretty successful with them. And ATS, I mean, I'm, I'm above 50% and everything, but um, the over-unders is, is where I've really been killing it. So make sure you check that out, and 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 that'll be up on the site uh, this evening. So, all right, that's it. That's all we got, and we'll be around in the morning to, you know, <laughs> sift through all the injuries and whatever else is going on, these flu bugs and whatever, <laughs> and the weather, I'm sure – Probably gonna have some weather uh, delays. Who knows? But that's like all we we're, got. yeah, like we were investigative reporters last week, man. Oh my gosh, that was. The, I mean, we hit on a bunch of guys too, but then there was others that would just. There's no way of finding the information on this stuff, man. Right. So frustrating. It really is because it's not like we're not putting in like all the legwork trying to track it down. You know. Right. It's it's frustrating, but hey, it, it's it, it's it's all. Uh, football we get to we get to break down football for a living so anyway let's uh let's 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 enter saturday with a positive mindset that's what we got for you this week and we'll be around in the morning to give you guys a hand on discord see you guys